Welcome to the NPC's Weekly What Are You Playing for April 11th, 2020. My name is Travis, and I'm joined remotely by Preston. Oh. Kyle. Hi. And Dan. Hello, hello. Gentlemen, we've been playing some games this week. I want to know, Kyle, how are things going for you in the gaming world, sir? Oh, man. (laughs) So, this week, uh... I have decided to delve back into the world of Dark Souls. I actually am attempting that game as like one of my primary single-player games. That is pretty much exclusively what I'm playing uh, single-player on Xbox right now. So I started with that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm actually progressing, so... (laughs) Except for getting lost, but... I don't know. Um, I think I read a passage for Dark Souls. Yeah, for a while. I I, I feel that way too because uh, there's a lot of paths to get lost on, and there's a lot of opportunity to mess up. And I could have messed up a lot worse and wound up somewhere else. But um, aside from that, uh, played some more Katana Zero. I think I am. Probably right at the end of the game. Uh, Oh, I won't. It's good. Um, I'm thinking they're going to make a part two, though. I I hope they do. Uh, It's a really, really bizarre story. uh, The more and more it goes, but um, I kind of like it. Uh, Apparently, there's this whole, like, uh, drug involved, and... uh, the 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 drug has to do with a, a war that was previously fought. It's almost like you know some of the people from the war are like Vietnam vets, and they were given this drug to like ease the pain, but it also slowed down time. I don't know. It's just really weird, but it, it's it's definitely one. I I wish you guys would check it out. Um, What's it on? Uh, that one's I want to say PC and Switch. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I think actually it I, it might still be on sale on Switch for a few more days. Um, other than that, played some Counter Strike Go. Not a lot to say there. I mean, same old, same old. There is two new stages. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, I don't know the the setup for them is a little weird though just because of the spawn points and where the, the bomb points are. Um, I, I think they could have altered some parts of the level, but obviously I'm not on the level design team, so I can't make a decision. Um, I've also been playing some of the Call of Duty Warzone. I've been getting into that, uh, was it Blood Money or something? I don't, mm-hmm. re- I don't remember what they call it. I think that's yeah. the name of the mode. That I really enjoy that mode because it doesn't necessarily revolve around, you know, just the battle royale killing. 
it, it's more about collecting the money and trying to get the edge up on the next guy. And it's really cool in the aspect that, you know, it marks the top leaders on the map. You know, it, it shows a money bag and uh, area where they might be. And if you really wanted to, you could go to guys and potentially bank. Uh, but you could also potentially lose a lot of money. But if you take on those guys, and even if you don't bank, you can also get yourself closer by helping someone else out. If you, you know, unintentionally, obviously, but um, it can get you a leg up because they might be a better player. So th- there's a lot of strategy in that that play mode. I feel like that uh, people have not discovered yet. Uh, maybe they have. I don't know. Uh, that and like everyone else, except for Preston, I've been playing, um, Animal Crossing still. Gotta get those, uh, eggs. We're supposed to be playing that? You guys didn't tell me it came out. I was so excited. Oh, were you? But yeah, that's that's basically what I've been playing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what about you, Dan? What have you been playing this week? Oh, Dan should go last. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay, he should. Last. Actually, he. Sh- let's let's circle back to that, Preston. You you've got a small list. What have you been playing? It's Neo Two. That's it. The story <laughs> the story gets really good though, Dan. You'll actually it it gets actually really good. Like and, really, like a, a story in a Neo game. Yeah, like it actually gets really good because I was at the point where I'm like, man, I just want this game to be over. It's it's too long. But the last three missions have been really, really good story plot points and somewhat emotional because um, I, I haven't really, I hadn't. Yeah. And I hadn't really caught on before, but each of the bosses you fight is kind of like a some version of a yokai. A yokai has possessed him in some way kind of thing. Or they did something. And they made a deal with the devil kind of thing. And they're possessed by a yokai. Something like that. And after you kill each of them, you get a little story of why they are the way they are, what they did. And one of them was a guy protecting his family from invaders. And he sacrificed himself at the last second, made this deal with the devil to become this thing. And I really, and he's like, thank you for finally killing me. You, and I was just trying to protect my family. I didn't realize what I was doing. It just got way out of hand. I'm so sorry that I've killed all these people and been causing so much trouble. And I finally kill him. And his wife comes out and she's like, he did it for us. And she's like, but he's free finally. And then she fucking suicide kills herself. And I was like, holy shit, this game is getting so fucking good. <laughs> and it's, it's starting to get a lot of those. The second half of the game. Like the first half was moving kind of slow, but now it's getting really good. So it's really I think you'll enjoy yeah, it's really because I, I don't remember that in the first game. Was that in the no. first game? No, I can't no. remember. You know, like I don't remember stories for bosses and stuff. It's like they gave a. I don't have to go online to find the Arturia storyline. They're giving it to me right here, and I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking great. So, yeah, but just more of that. I should be because I'm on the 16th out of 20th mission. I should be done with that within a week, hopefully. But that's it for me. Hmm. What about you, Travis? Man, have I been playing 
only three things this week. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, just like most of you guys, there was um, uh, Animal Crossing. I got only a little bit of time in it this week uh, just because my kids actually discovered how much fun it was. And uh, also learned from them, though, too, that as they're playing, they're actually playing on the same island, just completely different accounts. Like they're playing on their own profiles and everything, but they share an island. Yeah, what island per console? That was that was a surprise. Kind of dumb though. I, I didn't know that was what that is. That's kind of dumb, don't you think? One island per console. Well, because they were. I, I really do. I actually agree. I think it should be one per profile, and wherever your 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 profiles like save space is at, it should be saved to that. Um, and then as you use like the Nook Mile, uh, the Nook Miles tickets and that to actually go and travel, that there's that possibility that you could end up on that island that's also on your switch though too or that's like the first one you go to i think that would definitely be a really neat way to do it because i think what it does is on the positives it introduces that level of uh cooperation to actually get things done like especially when it comes to getting the like the initial stuff built like you know getting up to your first house um getting the museum built and and so on i think it really lends to that level of cooperation on the negative though it's like oh yeah here here's here's one house let me go show you mine and it's like you know 40 steps away it's like oh well you might kind of end up getting starved a little bit here on the resource part even though you can't both play together but i found that a little interesting but i think we had talked about the one island per switch thing previously yeah uh, actually, I actually have a couple questions for you guys because I had I had watched a video on Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of curious on what you guys thought. Is the multiplayer boring? Do you guys find it boring at all? Depends or on what you're doing. Local, yeah, because the camera follows player one. Online, no, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about like people coming to your village? Is it then just basically looking at the village, or is there stuff to do together? Do you build a village together? Kind of thing, or no, how does that it's, work? it's it's more visiting, but you also can like restrict like what they do, like so they you can make it so where they can use all their tools, or you can kind of restrict so they don't just come in and troll you and chop all your trees down and just dig holes everywhere. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there are levels to <laughs> what you can allow people to do. Yeah, and outside of the, right. I think the only issue I see with it is the fact that they that nintendo has not actually come out with voice chat directly on the switch and you have to use their phone app um i did some multiplayer this week with a couple different people and that was definitely one of those things it's like oh hey let's voice chat okay let me get my phone out of my pocket let me boot up this app here let me get into voice chat here that was a little annoying uh but then on the actual activity part it's you've got to make some stuff up too like hide and seek is one you can always do in there because you're not going to see where they're at on the mini map uh, but then I saw someone actually make some sort of like uh, pitfall style game where you had like I think there was like five of them on there and the person who actually like whose island it was they just watched while the four friends ran through and would get stuck in pits and at the end they had to use a ladder to climb up a stone pillar and it's like oh they're the winner you know that's it's just more like you have to create the fun and environment of it right can you freely join other people's uh, things or do you have to be invited? so you have to. You can kind of do either. So you have to fly to people's islands. So you go to your airport and you can open up your gate and you can basically set it and forget it. You can say, hey, I want only my best friends. I can have all friends. You can lock it behind a code so you can give it to specific people. But or like I said, you can just leave it open and then you can go about your day. And then all of a sudden people can 
your friends can show up and you'll get a little notification. And that, that's the kind of annoying part is there's a little bit of a loading screen because you have to actually watch them fly in and stuff. And mm-hmm. the game's like, hey, we got to connect you. So that's their way of loading it in and so watching them descend into the, the airport. But so, yeah, there are their options. That doesn't sound too bad, at least. I mm-hmm. thought that, 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 that uh, screen of the characters loading in, to me, it almost felt very uh, Game Boy connector cable. Oh, it really does, yeah. I heard there's some bad load screens on the whole, like, for the whole game. It's load screen, load screen, load screen. Every time you go in. Unnecessary new- amounts and uh, kind of long times, I thought. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some, there's some quality of life improvements that really need to be done still. Kind of time is are you looking at on a load screen? Is it like is it a whole minute or? Oh no, but I I think it's longer than it needs to be. I what think. Then would you say how much? I'd say about thirty seconds, like okay. for like the initial load screen to actually get into the game. But yeah, yeah, I think I don't like load screens. No, I think your I think your longest ones are going to be like actually getting into the game if you do actually exit the game completely um and then when you're flying i think those are where your actual slowdowns are going to be at hey now tell me about asshole villagers because this was kind of confusing to me can you not kick out asshole people in your village i haven't tried yet yes and no (laughs) it's it's a process though it's not just like hey i want this person gone that's never been an option in any Animal Crossing. You have to really work to get your villagers to leave. That sucks. <laughs> good, uh, yes, exactly. That's what you do is you you talk to other people in front of them and then don't acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And then you can push them around. <laughs> you can hit them with your net. You talk to other people. You really just bully them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one way that you can just isolate them so you can't talk to other villagers is you can dig holes in front of their door so they can only step out of their front door. Um, I don't know if it does it in this game because I've noticed that villagers will, if you're in a building for a, an extended amount of time, they can teleport around the village. Um, <laughs> you can dig but, a hole in front of them. Yes, house. in previous versions of the game, you could you could dig a hole on either side of the door and one space in front of the door. So the most they could do was step out in front of the door. You try being subtle that we don't want you in your town. Yeah, <laughs> and eventually because it isolated them so much that even the other NPC villagers couldn't talk to them, they would have to leave. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, the boys did that with one of their villagers, though, too, is that they actually, like, one of the residences, they dug, instead of it being in front of the house, they were just waiting while he was out walking around, and they dug holes all the way around him, and the guy actually wanted to talk to them so bad, like, hey, hey, let's chat, let's chat, you know, the big speech bubble over his head, and they did Uh not acknowledge him at all, but they just left the holes all the way around him, so... fucking hilarious. Yeah, they're just like, no, we're done with it. That kind of sucks, you can't get rid of him, though. Yeah, you can take your bug net and hit them on the head a bunch until they talk to you. Um, and they'll say, hey, quit doing that. You know, um, if, if you do it continuously, I think you have to do it so many times. Like it's like three <laughs> times a day um, that they have to actually tell you to stop for so okay. many days. Then then it pushes the process along a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Sounds like this game promotes bullying you guys. 
Oh, absolutely. I said people hate mail. Because <laughs> they respond on so much mail, and then they get sad. Well, I was going <laughs> to... I was going to ask you, Dan and uh, Kyle, if you guys had been getting involved in the uh, turnip trade market. I have. Okay. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I've been seeing I some. I probably am not quite as in as uh, Dan. I think I, the most I've purchased is probably about a thousand turnips so far. What about your resell, though, on them? Um, turn up your nose at that deal. Ah! <laughs> the. The first time I I did about um I I made my money back so I I did about one point five uh this week I doubled my money okay yeah because I've seen that like one friend of mine I was talking to about online he's like yeah how's your turnips going you know it's like I haven't actually gotten any yet and he's like yeah I've been going around from like friends island to friends island like reselling what I've got and I guess it varies on island to island that you go to the value will fluctuate so they'll just go around looking for whatever the best deal's been so far and it's like oh I'll just sell them here you know and and max out whatever profit they can from selling them back to the uh to the Nook twins oh yeah yeah it varies per twice per day the mm. prices change at at noon um I had one I spent about a quarter of a million bells. And I had one day that week, it was like a Friday. So I got lucky and they were buying it for like 449 bells per turnip. And I paid like 90 per. Holy shit. I embedded like almost a million. Jesus profit. Christ. Yeah. Like a 300% profit there per turnip. That's nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that. I was just curious because I had been hearing about some of the turnip trade stuff, so I was just wondering there. But literally every cornering the market stamp all at once. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not like you know the steam marketplace or anything where as soon as you put stuff up, you know, you're driving that value down. It's just all in game anyway, and it's nothing driven by outside values from Nintendo. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, so it's a little bit of a set of um, Animal Crossing. And then we had some Call of Duty Warzone as well. I stuck mostly to uh, single player and um, the quad team Battle Royale side. I didn't go in to do any of the blood money. The only problem I really had in there, and it really pissed me off, was that I could not turn off crossplay. I had to play with people that were playing on the Xbox and the PlayStation. Wow. I'm being serious though. What? It's called the stock market. <laughs> Preston, Preston texted me a turnip pun, and I was like, well, it's actually called the stock market. Is that literally like in a Animal Crossing? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You said you can't turn up that, you turn up your nose at that deal because he didn't laugh. So I'm like, oh, he must not have heard me, obviously. And then he tells me the stock market bullshit. <laughs> God damn you guys. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Okay, oh, no. that's awesome. It's, it it can be a funny game. It, it's very punny at times. I like puns. Damn, maybe I need to play it. Literally game. every fish and bug is a is a pun. Like you catch a sea bass, he's like, "Well, I think it's at least a C plus." <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't think the puns are as good in this as they were previous games, personally, but... Oh, shit. I think they're enough that they would definitely satisfy Preston as he was playing through going catching shit. Uh, they would about the first 
probably five times he saw each of them. And, but then oh, after you catch, point. you know, your 50th sea bass and he's saying the same thing every time and there's no way to skip the text, <laughs> you'd be yeah, super pissed. That would suck ass. You can't skip it. <laughs> no, and there, there's the issue, uh, and I think we mentioned this in last week, uh, that every time you do like a like you go to do a build, um, it automatically pops you out and it shows you doing the DIY project, and then you have to hold it up, and then it says, "Would you like to do another?" You can't select multiple projects. Yeah, yeah. If you have all the resources, yeah. or you can't say, "I want to buy," um, like if you go in and you want to buy medicine or something, like you don't have the recipe to make it, but you want to go buy it from the uh, Nook Twins, then it's like you go, it's like, "Oh, you want one? Okay, sure." You know, or you could buy it like bulk of five, but that's it. You can't say it's like, "Oh, I want fifteen of them" or anything. You know, you're limited to it's like, "Okay, yeah. I can get one." Or you can't say, "I need two or I need three. If you need two or three, you have to go in each time and say, "I need one." Exactly. Yep. I need one. That does that work with the inventory management too? Uh, inventory management's a little bit more of a bitch too. Um. Yeah. You can't move stuff around in your inventory when you you pick it up. It's oh, you can. Yeah. You just hold a and then you grab it. Oh, see, I I didn't know that either. Well, just have the more you know. Teach them. They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hang out with Daniel. Holding the A button. Gamers. (laughs) Um, No, that and I have the issue not only with uh, not building multiple objects, the fact that if you're trying to build like a higher quality object and you've got all the stuff in your inventory, um, I think it's unnecessary to build a flimsy net and then a net. Like I should just be able to build the net because I have all the stuff to build the flimsy net. And then go up to the net. So why can't I just go automatically to the net? Hmm. There are definitely lots of quality of life. Sorry, sir. I could have been improved. No, it's uh, it's fine. I think these are good questions for you to figure out if you actually want to go grab it or not. So uh, I, I'm just saying there, there's a lot of stuff that would probably annoy you, Preston. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so then the last game I had, of course. Um, a lot of ways, but I don't know. Man. You only select one thing at a time. I don't know. Games have been fixed. That's been fixed for a while. I don't know, but I have to play it. I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's also Nintendo. That again? Sorry, you cut out. No, you're you're cool. I think yeah, with uh, yeah, with Animal Crossing because it is Nintendo. Of course, they do try to make it as easy as possible, and it is going to require you know, um, with it being that a uh, game of theirs, some of it's going to be dumbed down. Of course, past a lot of like what we're really you know, beyond, uh, I just, I really hope that they've actually, they're going to be taking feedback from people just like they did with the way the egg drops were. And they're going to make those quality of life improvements, hopefully before the first like big update that they actually do. What'd you say, Dan? I, you had cut out. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, no, it was just, it was nothing, but yeah, but, but I was going to say, I think the fact that, they did update the egg situation so quickly that mm-hmm. tells me that they are paying attention to the community and what's going on. So I do think we will get these updates eventually. And I think we'll get them pretty quickly. Agreed. And then the last game I had on here, though, was a little bit of Doom Eternal. I got up to the point now where I actually 
uh, and back to where you were, I guess, built. Like, it looks like, based on the story part here, it looks like this is where you were, like, energized up and actually gained the majority of your abilities. There's a little bit of one of those, like, flashback, you know, kind of going dizzy, like, uh, cut scenes that actually shows you getting into some type of machine to charge up. Um, and then you move on to actually go and get your Sentinel Blade, so the the energy sword-looking weapon that you actually see in the promotional art and uh, the trailers. Uh, you pull that out, actually, of one of these Titan demon things. I mean, this thing is huge. So you pull it out of there, and, of course, the risk is like, oh, Samuel Hayden's like, you pull it out, it's going to get right back up. You know, this is what's holding it back. But as soon as you remove it, you see the Titan energize a little bit, and the sword itself does not actually work yet. It's like, okay, you got it out. It lost its power. You got to go recharge it. Um, and I ended up being stuck. Master sword. <laughs> no shit. But I got stuck there. Uh, just after getting that, you end up um, against a whole host of baddies. Uh, I think the Marauder is the one that has the long distance, short distance buffs on him. You have to kind of like catch him in the kind of like some middle ground territory where his eyes glow green. And then that's when you can actually attack him. Uh, you run into him, but you've got all these other guys that are assaulting you at the same time. So even on just hurt me plenty, I died, I think seven times before I finally got that Marauder down. What a fucking asshole. But I, I was really hoping to beat it before we all met up, but Life got in the way. I actually had like I think a seventy, a sixty-five or seventy-hour work week this week. So there was just like no time. But that's it on my part. So Dan, you need to wrap us up, man. What did you play? Well, I sunk about another fifty hours in Animal Crossing because it's amazing. Uh, you did not talk about that already. <laughs> Correct, I did not. <laughs> man if that was your job dan imagine uh, sign me up where can i where can i go <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome um but surprisingly i actually got the first class edition of final fantasy 7 remake and it actually arrived on time so i got here thursday night i started it friday morning so only two days, but that's all I've been playing since then. And man, it is super good. I will say, I'm seeing a lot of reviews. 10 out of 10? No. That is way too high. Even for someone who loves the series, and that's my second favorite in the whole series, even with my bias toward it, the most I would give it as a 9 out of 10. I, I haven't beat it yet, though. How far I'm, I'm on chapter nine, so I'm about halfway through. I'm 15 hours in. Um, the filler in it. That's that's actually kind of my issue with it. Like, so the actual game gameplay is is solid. It's it's good all the way through. You get more stuff. Um, the weapon upgrading system is not quite what I was expecting but it's still fun. It's still engaging a bunch of new materia. That's all really great. Um, the story beats are different. Obviously they're fleshing out everything, right? But the, the sense that I got with it is that all the new stuff they're adding doesn't feel 
like it belongs. I mean, like it's so the first the first departure from the main game is chapter well, really chapter three. Um, so the obviously the first chapter is the bombing run. The second chapter is the immediate aftermath, and they change up some of the story beats there, but it actually makes sense. Like those parts, I actually like more than the original, where they're kind of tying in everything we've already seen. What's happened in Nibelheim? We don't have to wait until a story dump after the whole Mingar section. So they're 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 interweaving it, and it, and, it, and it's more cohesive that way. So that's that's a really good plus for it. But now they're fleshing out the side characters, Jesse, Biggs, and, and Wedge right now, because those are the, the three main side characters. And there's a whole chapter devoted to to Jesse and, and going on with what's going on with her. And it's cool to get more story with her to know what she is, what, what her background is. Like all that stuff is great. But I don't remember if you guys know, like you saw the some of the beginning trailers. And they showed off that new soldier guy on the motorcycle. Saw that, yeah. And so that's chapter four. And his name is Roach or Roche or something. And I hate everything about him. He was literally only there for that chapter so far. And I wanted that chapter to be over as soon as he showed up. Mm. He he's like he he's super flamboyant. Um, the whole time I was kind of listening to him talk and everything, I was like, he doesn't fit this game, this this world. He's more, he felt like a Final Fantasy 15 character that they put into Seven. I mean, he even looks kind of like, I forgot his name, Gladio, I think is what his name is. Um, Gladios? Yeah, he, he looks kind of like him, just long hair and and everything. But so like they're, it's it's a, Simultaneous positive and negative. Um, I have a, a few issues with some of the pacing, specifically chapters three and eight right now. Um, three is when you get to Tifa's bar. Um, the first of the first time you get to the, the slums. And they introduced the whole side quest mechanic, which side quests are fine but they dump like six on you and they kind of feel necessary because you get some pretty good rewards they don't tell you what the rewards are though which is kind of annoying so you don't like one of them actually you you don't even know what you're going for that's kind of yeah yeah but they dump them all right there so like i spent that whole chapter three where it's literally in the original game you just go to the bar you have the the little hideout meeting you go to sleep and then the next day it's the next bombing mission so it's like a 10-15 minute scene and now it's a two-hour chapter just walking around town and doing all these side quests and then so for me it was kind of like that chapter kind of dragged on it was it was a little lengthy for me. I was kind of getting a little restless. I wanted to, to, to keep going with the story. So I don't know how they could have, have done it differently. It just felt like a big time waster side quest dump for this chapter. 
whereas I feel like they maybe could have somehow intertwined it a little better, like they did with some of the story elements, but they just didn't. Maybe have like slimmed that down, and then maybe you could have gone further into the actual main story beats. Like it would need to be what is it? Three games that they're doing this as, or is it? They two? haven't said, but I'm I'm gonna guess three. Okay, so do you think they could have like cut down on some of those? Do they feel meaningless? Not except for rewards, but like for like story development. Are they needed? Yes, they, yeah, they, they are. They're just they're just like an item vendor who's like, hey, we have a problem. They're very much like MMO side quests. That's what they feel like. We have a problem with rats. Go take care of all the rats. And you go do that. And then you go back and they're like, hey, thanks for helping out the town. So it's real filler. Here's... Yes, very filler. Do you think maybe they should have like cut down on that maybe? And then you could have gotten further into the story? Um, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't mind it, but it was just too much at once. They needed to spread it out. Because okay. that's the same with me. I've done 12 side quests right now so far. Seven of them were in chapter three. The other five are in chapter eight. So like three hours of my time has gone to just these quests in two chapters. Do these quests go away after each chapter starts or is it a per, something a, a persistent thing that's going on throughout the game? That I'm not sure because I just I've done them all. So I get the impression that if you don't do them, they, you can't. But like I said, I don't, I don't know. I haven't finished the game. I know there's like a hard mode new game plus type thing so yeah. i'm not sure how they're going to handle end game yet but for your bosses it is it is it is a, you know it's a it's a narrative it's a story so i don't see how you can go back but obviously they're just like oh just allow you to do it which would be fine but i don't think it would fit and how's the bosses you having fun bosses are the best part of the game the they're just so incredibly epic. Every single boss fight, just, it feels unique. It feels different. And it feels like you have a grasp on the combat of the game. There definitely is a feeling of progression, almost like a Souls-like progression, where you're, you're getting combat and then the difficulty steps up and you're like, okay, I have to actually be good at what I'm doing I have to actually know the enemy's weakness and exploit it. Pretty cool, at least. Yes, the, the combat is hands down the best part of, the, of of this remake. Like, and I think it should be. You know, that's kind of the main point of if any game is is good gameplay, and, and the gameplay is fun all the time. That's the best part. Okay. Some of the chapters are pretty I, lengthy. Each one's, like I said, I'm 15 hours and I'm on chapter eight. So two hours for a chapter. Chapter, a couple of them, a little long. I'm like, I've seen this sewer. I, I know kind of what's going on. And then I would have liked them to shave some of those down a little bit. I, I was watching, I was reading online and watching a few things. I've seen a wide range of reviews everywhere. Like you said, perfect tens. All the way down to like seven and a half. They're like, yeah, it's good, but who was giving this? Like, yeah, it's good, but much filler. I, I, I've seen a lot of sins. Yeah, I was just wondering who was like I giving think it. IGN tens. gave it a ten. No, IGN gave it an eight. Oh, did they? Who was it that gave it a ten? It was a GameSpot. I don't know. One of them. There was a big article about it joining the ranks at top tens, and I felt like the. Uh, the list wasn't all that good. 
Half Life Two on there? It wasn't. No. <laughs> this is son of a bitch. But no, there there were there were some games that I, like. I mean, even at the time they launched, they weren't all that great. GameSpot gave it a ten. Tech Radar gave it a five. It's I think it was games. I, I think it was GameSpot that I read it that they had the big big article. The average is four point seven. There are some people who don't like it though. Like, but mm-hmm. very much a lot, of, and the overwhelming majority are giving it perfect fives. Yeah, I'm on Metacritic right now looking at it. That's I was just curious just to see. Yeah, out of like the main the main review uh groups, the news groups out of there, GameSpot's definitely there with their one hundred. I guess Screen Rant has now become a big one too, and they're at a hundred uh based on Metacritic. I'm sure you know they probably have the five out of five and so on. So they just use an overall one to one hundred number here. But I don't hey, know. You're sitting there nine, Dan, is that what you said? Um Nine is where I would put it if I was going completely. But obviously, that's still a little biased, and I can admit that. If I didn't know anything about it, I would probably do Mm -hmm. 8.5. I mean, the game is still amazing. Like, the gameplay is fun. It looks amazing. The music is incredible all the way through. It's just those things that I talked about. There's some added elements. But again, I don't know if that's because of my experience with the first one. Um, it's it's just hard to say, really, but it's still a blast, you know. But it's not perfect, that's for sure. Is it looking looking real good? Oh yeah, it looks phenomenal. I've not had any slowdowns, even on my original PlayStation. Even in the boss fights where we do huge summons, I have Ifrit on the screen, and the entire map is on fire, and the boss summon to add. So there's like ten enemies on screen, and the game is is this one a console exclusive it's a timed exclusive it'll be like the first year on playstation then it'll eventually come to pc xbox okay okay yeah i'll have to get on playstation looks good though oh yeah absolutely well at least you're enjoying it now do you think because i had read one review where they're like the story starting to get kingdom heartsy where they take vague ideas and kind of just throw them out there. Is Have you found any of that in there? Kind of. Like the new stuff that they're trying to do, it's a little silly. See, I I don't know if that's Kingdom Hearts or just, I think I find that part and parcel with just That's just JRPGs. No, no more of. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, that's just JRPGs to me. Like they just take really weird shit and concepts and do it that. Is, huh. It is a little tough to say at this point, just because we don't know where they're still going. You know, like it's 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 an ongoing process. So maybe by the the end of the of this whole remake, it'll it'll all make sense. But for what I've seen so far, yeah, there are some new elements that are just uh, we're kind of like, well, this is out of left field. <clears> and, but this one end with Aerothine, is that where that ends? No, that's not even is close. That- yeah, that's not um, even close. This one is just Midgar. Aerith is like the halfway point of the game, so that that'll happen toward the end of the next part. They might end it there, but that would make sense. There's there's quite a bit afterward too, but a lot of the stuff at the end is very 
very open world. Um, that's another thing I was going to mention about this is that this has been probably the most linear Final Fantasy since 13. However, it is not the same kind of linear that 13 was. Good. I'm sure. <laughs> what kind of linear are we talking? Like you you still get you still get rewarded for going everywhere. Um but it makes you want to explore. Whereas in 13 you were just it was literally a narrow hallway the whole way through. And just pointing to point B, this has branching areas to kind of go go take a look at, but they're not necessary. But you still kind of want to go see everything. It's not necessarily open, like expanded world, kind of like what Uncharted is starting to do, where it's like an open area, kind of, and you there's a little the the towns are like that. Yes. Okay. Neo's doing that too. Like, it, yes, you could just go from point A to B, but there's lots of nooks and crannies and hidden passages, kind of something like that. Yes. Pathways. Okay. Not like whole new pathways to take you to like a different area, but but yes, a branches like that. Okay. I got you. I'm following. Well, at least you're loving it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we were kind of hoping to hear, though, about uh, Final Fantasy from Dan, though. Would fuck, I'd be crazy if he... I was actually kind of shocked that he's like, it's not a 10. Like, he actually has problems with it. Yeah. Kyle's being pretty quiet. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still waiting for my copy. It's in the mail. <laughs> Sorry, pumpkin. It'd be okay. You Man. get it next week. <laughs> yeah, my copy is uh, set to arrive Tuesday, so... Did you do the collectors too, or just the regular? I got the deluxe edition. I wanted. There's, um, honestly though, I have a cloud and uh, Farron, which is what the motorcycle was from the Advent Children movie. I have a or a a statue of that that's actually really big, and I don't need what would be almost the exact same statue. Fair enough. So, well, I, I would say the remake statue is probably the better of the two. Um, I've already technically got one. <laughs> well, there you go. Anybody else? I think nope. we're done. Those are the only two games I played all week. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, with all Take of... Take us away, Sherm. I'm going to. With all of that said... Do it! Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's What Are You Playing? Or, uh, yeah, What Are You Playing? I forgot. I fucking crossing wires here because of you, Preston. God damn it. Uh, What's the date again? It is April 11th, 2020. When this is releasing? I'm going to kill you. Don't forget to check us out on anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast. Uh, the home of this podcast, you can get links to Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and more if those are your preferred platforms. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the NPCs Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Just search for the NPCs. Take a look at the videos we got up there. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for sticking with us here through our What Are You Playing? We will catch you guys all in the next episode. Bye. Later. <laughs>